microbiology. What is it, and what does microbiology have to do with you? This field of study is a key part of our world, from human and animal medicine to understanding the environment. On this show, Minerva Garcia, a practicing microbiologist, swings open the door to her lab to welcome you into this intriguing world. Now, let's meet Minerva, the microbiologist. Welcome all to my show, Meet Minerva, the Microbiologist. My name is Minerva A. Garcia, also known as Minerva A. Frias Garcia. I am currently the Associate Director, Microbiology at Jacoby Medical Center at New York City Health and Hospitals Corporation. I am your microbiologist. Now again, microbiology with the microbes welcomes you in and so does poetry with created lines. Analogy of my poem. Since COVID pandemic, we've all been to some level depressed, but there's always a light to reach at the end of the tunnel. From a hidden cloud, there comes a rainbow to be seen, appreciated and colored. Our world. It's important to try to move on, despite the many difficulties and challenges we have faced this year. It's important these challenges don't drown us or cloud our mind. We must all face it and meet it head on. We are tough, we are strong, especially as New Yorkers. This point was written during a crisis. I do hope it can reach you as it has reached me. This poem I would like to share with you all. We all know that poetry drives us and stares us as a human eyes with intense feelings because it's the love from the hearts that speaks the truth to all of us, including myself. As being music universal to all homo sapiens, so is poetry. Poetry touches us all. A poem can speak to you from one's heart and experiences. It can also touch all of us to many levels as it's presented to be heard. Everyone will have a different perspective and experience of his interpretation. I welcome you all to this world, mine. It could also be yours, which I'd like to share. With poetry, I'd like to color your world. With this in mind, I want to bring to you this poem called Depression. It was written many, many years ago. It reads like this. It's current this poem today, I feel, because of the crisis we're dealing with the COVID epidemic. Depression. Is not madness an episode of a conflict? It is just an earthly desire to let it all else go, trying to reach a perfect state of the soul, feelings of no return. With your mind entering a state of total darkness, what can one do to escape? Should you search for a light, reach for a hand, find comfort under some arms? Commune with your soul. If you search for it, it's worth more than gold. Keep digging. You strike not silver, I guarantee you. You strike gold. You'll find your lost gold. Your mind may seem heavy, but no, other oceans are heavier. Enlighten your minds. Do you mind? Enter onto the bluest of the skies and take a ride. You'll find you might like it. Discover it. Like it. Appreciate it. You could exit afresh. You just learn to take a deep breath and super breath. So let's get started. Today, in this show, I would like to be talk about lab week and laboratory sections, COVID-19 variants. So let's start. What is lab week? 
Lab Week is Medical Laboratory Professional Week. It's held annually during the last week of April. This year is April 18 to 24th, 2021. It's an annual celebration of the medical laboratory professionals and pathologists who play a vital role in every aspect of the healthcare. We should show our support and gratitude for the hard work laboratory professionals do throughout the year. They really are silent heroes. Agencies that laboratory have an, event, an, an affiliation all working closely together at many levels. It's worth mentioning that labs are highly regulated with inspection yearly to ensure competency, up-to-date standards are all met. All laboratories certified medical professionals must demonstrate yearly competency, yearly by successfully fulfilling 12 continuing education credits, known as CEUs. They must also show honesty, courtesy, respect, integrity, most of all compassion to the work and meet HIPAA regulations with the emphasis on professionalism for license renewal. They have proven themselves to be essentials in emergency healthcare workers. All laboratories are expected to work during all snowstorms, hurricanes, epidemic, and outbreaks. Many, many long hours beyond their shifts sacrifices their own lives. That's why we term lab workers as unsung lab heroes. They're usually working on the laboratory in the top floors or in the basements. You never see them. They really don't need to be seen because they know, and we know, we love our job for patient care. But they are working behind all these scenes, utilizing a microscope, taking your bloods, sending reports to the BLIS, to physicians answering phone calls, guiding them and working closely with infectious diseases physicians, infection control, prevention. They have earned our respect. They surely have. Labs are inspected yearly by New York State Department of Health, CAP, which is College of American Pathologists, JACO, EPA, Fire Department, In-House Quality Control Administrator, Hospital Safety Officer, and daily monitoring of mouth inspection. Other agencies worth mentioning, lab have affiliations are, for example, CAP, College of American Pathologists, where lab proficiencies are responsible for distribution and are graded to laboratories. ASCP, American Society for Clinical Pathologists, offers exam to all incoming new technologists to sit and take the board exam in order to become certified by the New York State Department of Education. New York State Department of Health performs critical and analytical testing for verification and analysis to laboratories. They work very closely with the hospital administration of the laboratory in microbiology and other departments. New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene works closely during epidemic, pandemic, and crisis faced regarding diseases involving the public health and the community at large. Who? The World Health Organization, and along with many in, to the, in the medical community, stepped forward to work tirelessly with many hours to face the challenge. For example, it is very challenging this few years, especially COVID. In December 2019, we experienced in Wuhan, China, the involvement of the epidemic virus known as SARS-CoV-2. 
We as society, as a global community, should all give an applause and hug to the mental, huge crisis that we are facing now. Not only are we heroes, everyone at large are heroes, because this has been trying times for all of us. Update. We all have to keep in mind that this crisis, this challenge that we are facing, we have to meet it heads on. For progress came about with an effort by many in the healthcare industry. These professionals put their own lives frozen, almost in a glass, to give their patients the precious own time instead because of their unselfish acts and willingness giving so much of themselves that sacrifice all for the benefit of society. We owe them so much of our gratitude because if we are here today moving forward, it is because of these exemplary examples. With positivism, optimism, we almost give credit where deserve to be mentioned. This includes all laboratory professionals who have worked tirelessly two shifts, and etc. Extra time to perform testing for COVID, including validation studies, additional testing required, and new instrumentations. Laboratorians, infection control prevention, infectious disease, pathologists, nurses, physicians, respiratory therapists, radiologists, housekeeping department, ER trauma physicians, ER staff, EMT, bringing patients and many to the hospital, to the ERs, with symptoms of COVID cases presented with hypoxia, difficult breathing. All the scientists working many hours to ensure a vaccine reaches all people sooner than expected. Vaccine usually take many years to produce successfully. We have created a miracle having this vaccine come forward. We all own them our life and appreciation to continuation of the human race. These professionals are heroes to me, angels in disguise. They gave so much to save our lives. This is not heroic than what is. Despite all this, I believe they are doing their job and beyond. Without their heroic efforts, we'll know otherwise. We all give them the credit or deserve. I can tip my hat to those who have put others first and their lives and their families and their friends. Other agencies worth mentioning as well are the Marion Clinical Laboratory, the Clinical Laboratory Management Association, the American Society for Clinical Laboratory Science, American Society for Microbiology Regional in New York City, other medical associations, CDC, WHO, World Health Organization. This year, LabWeek logo is Laboratory Professionals Get Results. Medical Laboratory Week, an annual celebration, let's emphasize their duties and what they do is so critical to the healthcare worker and for everyone's well-being. Medical laboratory professionals and pathologists who play a vital role in the healthcare and patient advocacy taking effect this year at celebration April 8th to the 24th. The CLSI, which is the Clinical Laboratory Standard Institute, is one of 70 laboratory medicine organizations responsible coordinating this high-profile celebration of, your, of our profession. Meet the professional organizations celebrating this contribution and please join us celebrating them.
the Medical Laboratory Professional Week gives us an opportunity to generate new awareness and excellent and excitement about the laboratory medicine profession. By getting the word out to your networks, to friends, family, students, college students, and local communities, and your healthcare colleagues, you can help everyone understand and appreciate the importance of the work we do. ASAP is one of 17 laboratory medicine organizations as well, responsible for coordinating this high profile and celebration as well. Some of these that I would like to mention and give credit and also recognition are the American Association of Blood Banks, American Association for Clinical Chemistry, American Association for Pathology Assistance, Association of Genetic Technologists, American Medical Technologists, Association for Molecular Pathology, American Society of Cytopathology, American Society for Clinical Laboratory Science, American Society for Clinical Pathologies, known as ASCP, American Society for Cytotechnology, American Society for Histocapability and Histogenetics, American Society for Microbiology, Association of Public Health Laboratories, Clinical Laboratory Management Association, Clinical and Laboratory Standards, known as CLSI. The laboratory follows this very closely for laboratory testing and procedures and standards. College of American Pathologists, known as CAP, for college for proficiencies for laboratories and its standards. National Society for Histotechnology. I would like to discuss each section briefly. The bacteriology is a study of bacteria known as a branch of microbiology. It involves many aspects of the bacteriology sections. It involves molecular, cellular, immunology, parasitology, mycology, virology, infect diseases, and specialized areas. These technologies are heavily trained, monitored, and certified. Parasitology is a field Diagnosis of viriosis, malaria, ichthyosis, and is supplemented by double screen use of fluorescent testing to rule out blood parasitemia. Blood bank is a very vital critical area where antibody screen to see which antibodies patient has in their blood. Most co common antibodies are, example, KEL, KELL, blood typing, AB, AB, O. RH, versus antibody, core blood, which, for example, if you take a baby's blood from the umbilical cord, we do typing for RH. It performs routine and specialized capability testing, provides blood components to support the transfusion needs to a number of specialty services, example, cardiac, vascular surgery, solid organ transplantation, example, liver, heart, lung, kidney, pancreas, etc. The laboratory performs routine processing, storage, infusion of cellular products, including peripheral blood derived from stem cells, bone marrow derived from stem cells, mesenchymal stem cells, and other cellular products. Pharmacology and toxicology performs monitoring therapy for various antigaleptic, cardiac, chemotherapic, and immunosuppressive drugs for evaluating suspected poisonings. Immunosuppressive drugs such as cyclosporine, treclomatinus, cyromalis are analyzed using state-of-the-art and mass spectroscopy. 
patient, important toxic drugs, including drugs of abuse, currently perform at monitors. Example, methanol and toxic glycols. Endocrinology, most tests, for example, thyroid, parathyroid, adrenaline pituitary, and cognitive function are available performed by specific assays. These tests also are performed, including adrenal mandatory tumors, to diagnose patients' diseases. The chemistry department. The chemistry department performs tests and turnaround, to meet turnaround time and automated, highly rapid analysis. These include, but not limited to glucose, the BUN, electrolytes, calcium, potassium, liver function tests, cardiac markers, CSF glucose, proteins, and measurements of drugs frequently involved in poisoning as well as commonly monitored therapeutic drugs. Flow cytometry, perform immunophenotyping function analysis and other flow cytometry. Analysis of specimens begin with a clinical morphological view of the case by clinical pathologists. Interpretations are made on the basis of these aspects of the case, as well as the flow cytometric findings, and often the result of additional molecular and other tests. Hematology. Hematology uses standard consultative diagnostic in the area hematology laboratory. Rapid detection of abnormal hemoglobins and thalassemia Quantitation of normal hemoglobins, example hemoglobin as sickle cell disease, guide urgent therapy or red blood cells. Histology, rule out diagnosis in tissue cells, including malignant cells. It is very critical in determination of malignant and not malignant cancer cells. Immunology, serology, Responsible for laboratory testing, example, the evaluation of autoimmune diseases, immunodeficiencies, immunoproliferative diseases. For example, detects diseases as HIV, hepatitis, lupus, anatest, syphilis, etc. Viral and syphilis antibody test by ELISA, CIA, latest agglutination, immunochemotherapy, immunoblot. Rapid bacterial antigen and toxic immunoassays and cytotoxin neutralization. Crystallium difficile, which is very important disease and also common infections seen for our hospital in our community. To control its important testing are done accordingly and efficiently in the turnaround time. Rapid bacterial antigen and toxin immunoassay and cytotoxin neutralization are performed in our hospital laboratories. Immunochemistry, immunopathology, and cytochemistry is also very important vital in the analysis of blood smears, cytopathologic examination of body fluids, directed blood screening of parasites, identification of abnormal hemoglobins, thalassemia, cytochemistry on blood and bone marrow, specialty testing for hemologic and related diseases such as chronic granulomas diseases, hereditary spirocytosis, Chronic lead poisoning and sickle cell diseases are involved. Lab evaluation of coagulopathies and histocoagulability are also performed and evaluated. The lab information system plays a major and drastic role in the evaluation and treatment 
for patients when doctor receive patient's report. This we call LIS, the lab information system known as IT department. They're critical to the functionality and the success of all lab reports the doctor receives. The lab informatics section of the Department of Laboratory Pathology, Laboratory Medicine, Instrumentation is known as its LIS, Automatic Clinical Laboratory Devices. Virology, Lab Microbiology is responsible for the testing of SARS-CoV-2 RNA amplification tests, which are available in our laboratories and many laboratories throughout the countries performs molecular methods, rapid antigen testing, culture, serology, COVID-19 real-time PCR offers for patient care. This was implemented in March 2020. And due to this implementation, this is how we know whether patient is testing positive for COVID-19 and treatment starts. I'd like to discuss a few points relating to my life profession. How did I get into this profession? How have I contributed to this profession? And how do I started celebrating the life profession I love so much? One, I became fascinated by the laboratory profession as follows. First and most important is that I am a very driven individual and I don't accept no for an answer. If you tell me, is that that I become more persistent if you tell me you can't do it? I feel I'm persistent and this is how I achieve my goals. I strive in making sure I succeed and make it fruitful. I recall being a 10 year old child where there was a hospital in my block at Sunset, Brooklyn. I would occasionally accompany my dad to the ER as his medical interpreter, witnessing physicians, nurses involved with my dad's care and I would drive to ensure that my dad's health improves. I became fascinated how they were able to bring my dad to health again. I also witnessed my mom and other siblings. We were 10 in the family, me being number nine. I learned initiatives required to succeed and help the family at an early age. I made it my responsibility. I recall going many times to the volunteer office with desire to become a candy striper. If you don't know what is a candy striper back when I was 12 years old, 10 actually, back in 1970, early on, 1970, it's a volunteer who's working in the hospital, brings specimen to the lab, feeds patient, makes beds, and also at many levels works with the nurses. Because I was only 10 years old, I was not able to become one at that age. I would go to the volunteer office every month practically. They seemed tired of seeing my face, this child. But they told me finally, when I was 12, that I would be accepted to bring your mom. I demonstrated so much persistence and maturity that instead of 14 years requirement, I was able to reach this goal of mine at 12 without working papers, which was required at that time. My mom signed, got the permission from her. This experience allowed me to thrill at such a young age and carry responsibility that was not seen at such a young age or person, which I now realize then I didn't. 
it was a privilege, and it's still a privilege today, of the opportunity that was given to me. And I would like to give this opportunity to the viewers, any students listening to this show. In junior high school, I got the students to join a pre-professional medical club where they joined and became futuristic involvement in the medical profession, allowing them a tool for growth and success. I often speak to the student the importance of self-giving and taking care of others, which is exemplary and also a good tool for a young person to strive. How I became heavily involved in this profession of the laboratory. In college, I majored in biology and I excelled in the laboratory's assignments to beyond belief and my professors, where I worked independently excelling also tutor other students unselfishly. I worked many hours, especially in one of my courses in vertebrate zoology, which I recall with Professor Dr. James Corrigan, chairman of the biology department. Here, he allowed me to work on his research PhD project at NYU, by NYU research team and my own research project. I excel at both helping him and I thrive in my own research. I develop confidence and a love and a passion for research in the laboratories with great respect. I was given position by the biochemistry and organic chemistry professor, Dr. Burke. This gave me another opportunity to succeed. Looking back, I was also noticed by an OBGYN physician in the hospital, Lutheran Medical Center in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, as I volunteered. I was 12 years old then when this physician named Dr. Baldo Bertacci said to me, I will give you a job when you become 14 years old and have working papers. His promise became true at age 14. I became his medical assistant when my experience there allowed me to witness childbirth, surgeries like tubal ligation, hysterectomies, DNC, etc. It was such an honor to be among the greatest in the health profession as a mentor having such a young age. He was not only a physician, a philosopher, but he became a dear friend and a mentor and almost a dad to me. Because of all his knowledge that I learned I have so much to thank him for this great start in life. I also able to work seven years supporting myself through college and also help my parents. I won various awards recognition for outstanding achievements and community services and awards. I was praised, but I really did this for all the love that I had in my heart. I never sought recognition despite that I did get them. I recall for graduation ceremonies receiving 13 awards and also for graduation, a New York City Honor Citation Award, which was the first time this honor was given to any student at graduation in Dewey Junior High School, Brooklyn, Sunset Park as well. Honors in City Hall and newspaper recognition. How did I celebrate in Lab Week? Well, I will tell you how I started. I was working as a technologist in microbiology, being the young, the youngest, and only educated fresh one out of the group. I was a college with a BS degree, bachelor's degree in biology, and licensed by New York City Department of Health at that time. Now, we must be licensed by New York State Department of Education, meaning 
very rigorous requirements, passing exams, etc. I'm also ASCP certified. I noticed low pay for staff working many years. They complain about their salary. It was very sad to see them working for so many years with low pay, without recognition. It was very frustrating for them and me too, seeing them so unhappy. I quickly got a petition where I made it my business to schedule appointment with the hospital CEO demanding step increases for all lab workers. These steps were approved. Five, 10, 15, 20, and 25 years on will also receive extra week of pay. This was a triumph for me early on, but it came with political price facing oppositions. This never stopped me and I endure and triumph and continue. And today I am an associate director for microbiology at Jacoby Medical Center, working for New York City Health and Hospital Corporation, which is an honor to represent this hospital and the laboratory department of microbiology. And for them hiring me, I am in debt for, embedded to them forever throughout my life. For this opportunity, they allowed me. How love we came to me as I started the field in 1986. Because I love my profession so much and knowing that the public at large had little and none understanding to, of the laboratory professions and the roles we play, I want to make a mark in education to the public, patients coming to a hospital, this hospital was better to medical center, known as now as Mount Sinai. I again scheduled an appointment with our hospital CEO, laying down all the plan to celebrate lab week. Back then, there was no such thing as lab professional week. I've met with our public personnel and administration, the public agency in our hospital for explaining to the public what I was going to do. I needed their approval, which I did, did approved it. I recall going to Health Society to get pamphlets for distribution for patients and hospital staff in order to educate everyone. I got a committee from each lab department where a designated staff would be responsible to handle my requests and demonstrate their duties via a demo, via a table, their lab performance, example, microbiology would have a table with McConkey augers, blood augers, hepta augers, CNA augers, diglycolate, limb broth, etc. The chemistry department will have a table with different test tubes, blood withdrawals, histology department will show specimens that it was only a sample blank with kidney samples and stones. What have I learned as a lab professional, as a leader in the field, and what can I teach future incoming students in the profession and the public at large? Never to give up on what you have a passion for and what you believe for. Always stand by your standards. Never lower your standard. Upgrade your standards. Hold yourself very high. Seek moral values and keep them. Honor them. Teach others to be good. Seek a mentor early on your path. Always demand respect for yourself and others. Show respect in order to receive it. Be truthful and honest. Help your fellow man. Be kind. Be giving. Never be selfish. There's no better feeling than giving of yourself for your fellow man. Try hard. If you fail, try it again until you succeed. 
Really, you will love yourself for doing this. Make your passion. It's your hobby. Never ever sacrifice your passion nor your hobby. Never ever accept no for an answer. Believe in yourself. When it's a hobby, you will be so great, and you'll succeed. I guarantee you. I am an example. I never ever listen to anyone to tell me otherwise. Always sacrifice yourself for your belief. Also, make sure you trust the right person. If you have a gut feeling that you cannot trust a person, please, please, please walk away. Is worth failing a class than doing the wrong thing. That's one of my biggest advice to you. Change to the topic now. I would like to go into COVID nineteen, the variant strain. How did we get there? We started this COVID crisis in Wuhan, China, China actually, in December two thousand and nineteen. That the world learned. And virus, they do what they love to do. They love to mutate. They like to hide and cause diseases, excremental to our body, tissue, and etc. Varying strains. What does this mean? What we know? Viruses rearrange themselves through mutations. Why? Because they like to survive. They like to strive, and they like to cause diseases. So it's like us, human. If you see someone that is in harm's way, you want to help them. Well, virus is going to put themselves in harm's way to harm us. So the only salvation and the only tools that we have is a vaccine in all of us to get vaccinated, so we can develop immunity and able to control this virus, this disease. Viruses rearrange themselves through mutations. This is very, very important in the concept of understanding viruses and how they become variant. What we know: viruses constantly change through mutation, and new variants of a virus are expected once occurred over time. Sometimes new variants emerge and disappear. Other times, new variants emerge, showing multiple variants of the virus that causes COVID-19 have been documented in the U.S. and globally. During this pandemic, example, we are seeing today that in India, this virus is getting out of control. Why, you may ask? Well, are they using proper precaution? Are they using the mask? Are they keeping six feet distance? Are they all together, family, friends, etc.? So it's important to have this understanding. The way to control. It's really following those rules and policies. Vaccination, a hundred percent, is encouraged to everyone. There's no need to be afraid. We know that we have two vaccines successful. We have Pfizer and we have Moderna, and we're working on solving the issues that we're dealing with Johnson Johnson. And there'll be more vaccine the pipeline coming up in the future. I'm hopeful that we can control. This pandemic that we are facing in the U.S., we are seeing the virus leveling off. In Dubai and Israel, the COVID is winding down. Excellent news, where vaccination is happening, and I am thrilled as a microbiologist 
to be informed of such news. And I credit Dubai and the country of Israel for showing such an enormous responsibility the government and its citizens. And we should all be an example of these two countries. We have to show that we as a society have a global responsibility to slow down this curve. It's every responsibility of every citizen to show and be involved. How many, you ask? Well, we can all contribute coefficiently. This is how we can all contribute. By getting vaccinated, encourage others, follow such a distance, wear a mask. Don't rely just on vaccination because remember, you don't know how you're going to respond with this variant strain. We are all in it together. We are not a single. You may seem independently, but we are all one human race. No one is any different than any other man or woman next to you or another country or race or color. We are one person, one people, one nation, one country, one world. We all belong to the human race. Remember, this is very, very important information I am giving you. What type is coronavirus? I would like to say and emphasize. The virus that causes COVID-19 is the type of coronavirus, a large family of viruses. Coronaviruses are named for the crown-like spikes that you see on the surfaces of the virus. Scientists monitor changes in the virus, including changes to the spikes on the surface of the virus. With genetic analysis of the virus are happening, scientists know changes to this virus. How does it affect humans? How it spreads? What reaction affect to those exposed? Who are affected? Well, we know the vulnerable, the elderly, certain diseases like Botox treatment candidates, cardiac patients. When and how, all year round, dormant phase, virus doesn't discriminate, it loves us all, especially the vulnerable. So keep this in mind. Don't become vulnerable. Watch what you eat. Sleep. Get the proper sleep. Take care of your health. Eat right. Exercise right. Hang out with families and friends, but make sure you use your mask. Be vigilant. Don't expose yourself and make yourself vulnerable to the virus. You do not want to know this virus. Keep it away from you. It's your enemy. Multiple variants of the virus causing COVID-19 have spread globally and within the U.S. are involved with the collaborations of a SARS-CoV-2 interagency group known as SIG. The CDC established three classifications for the SARS-CoV-2 variants being monitored. Variant of the interest, VOI, variant of concerns, VOC, and variant of high consequence, known as VOHC. Currently, five strands of the variant of concerns in the U.S., these include B117. This variant was first identified in the U.S. in December 2020. It was initially detected in the U.K. B1351 
This variant was first identified in the U.S. at the end of January 2021. It was initially detected in South Africa in December 2020. P1. This variant was first detected in the U.S. in January 21. P1 was initially identified in travelers from Brazil who were tested during routine screening at an airport in Japan in early January. B1427 and B1429, these two variants were first identified in California in February 2021 and were classified as variant of concern in March 2021, all mutations. And new variants of a virus are expected to occur over time. Sometimes new variants emerge and disappear. It's what viruses do. They emerge, they disappear. Other times, new variants emerge and persist as well. I would like opinion disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely my own and my guests, and not of any institution or corporation. I'd like to thank you for tuning in, for listening, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. This is the microbiologist Minerva A. Frias, known as Minerva A. Frias Garcia. Thank you all. Have a blessed day.